Sakaius here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 60 here with my guy, Brenton. How are you? The big 6-0. I'm doing really well. Uh, feels like we've been doing this forever. I think we're like senior citizens now or something. But I'll tell you what. We had Nations League, CONCACAF, UEFA. We had a, a massive game between Wales and Ukraine. We got a transfer market that's getting hot. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a lot to talk about. But yes. first, I got to ask you. You doing well? Everything's good? Everything's so really good because I got to be happy with Portugal's form in the Nations League. And if you enjoy people listening to our podcast, do not forget to like this video right at the start so we can mm -hmm. keep on going bold for 60 more. But yes, you said Nations League. But let's hit first on who went to the World Cup because we had doubts if Wales was going to get it done. And Wales-Ukraine, 1-0 yeah. victory. What were your thoughts on that? Hey, Wales backs against the wall. They generally do get it done, as we've okay. seen. And uh, they are now in their first World Cup mm -hmm. since 1958. Ooh. And I, I think you did the math on that. Uh, that's 64 years, which is a little ridiculous. Um, but it is. it was a great game. It was not, uh, you know, some attacking... Um, masterpiece of any sort uh but in the end I, I believe the man of the match uh wales beat ukraine one nothing mm -hmm. and the man of the match for me was definitely 35 year old wayne hennessy <laughs> who had a whopping two premier league appearances for burnley this past season uh and he came up big with nine saves and uh really got it done for for wales so yeah, hey, you know, you feel bad for Ukraine. Obviously, there's they can hold their heads high, and, and you, they obviously wanted to do it for their country, for their population, which is um, suffering right now. But uh, Wales, once again, man, they continue to uh, defy the odds. You say Wales once again, and I'll say Wales and Gareth Bale once again, because that goal <laughs> had a deflection. And who shot that one was Gareth Bale. And I got to say, Maybe. Gareth Bale, what a hero for Wales, okay? One of the greatest British players to ever live because he Wales went to the Euros semi-finals and now after 64 years, Wales yep. goes to the World Cup and Bale is the catalyst of everything happening. And I got to say too, Bale is mm -hmm. inspiring a nation because the yep. amount of youth talent that is coming out too of Wales, like... He's got a really good supporting cast with him. You mentioned names like Harry Wilson, Ampadu, mm -hmm. Joe Roden. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of uh, and Ramsey too. Like, you know, so oh, yeah. a yeah. lot of yeah. quality in that team, and yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, late, later in the week uh, for Nations League. Uh, later in the week, Aaron Ramsey turned back time. Yes. Um, I, I mean, in 50 minutes, I believe he had like seven or eight key passes. He had an assist. And he had an assist to none other than one of the young guys you failed to mention there that you could put in there with Harry Wilson. But Brennan Johnson, man, Brennan Johnson uh, made his debut and scored a goal. Uh, so not only did they follow up this, um, what I would think would be an incredibly nerve wracking situation, um, Wales versus Ukraine, uh, they followed it up with a pretty good showing in the Nations League as well. Yes. But you're right. They have a youth core. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're punching above their weight. Um, when it comes to population getting it done, um, and these guys play together, they play for the play for the badge, they play for the country. Um, they're going to be dangerous, and um, you know I feel bad for who is ever in their oh 
crap. Mm, We're in their World's Cup group. Mm-hmm. We're in their World's <laughs> Cup group. So they, we, they are our first opponent, and yes. they are going to be incredibly tricky. Um, USA versus Wales. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited, dude. I'm really excited. But they got to build a statue for Wayne Hennessy because his showing versus Ukraine was impressive. And um, I, I, I honestly believe without him in that net, I, I don't know if they would have gotten it done because it was if, tight. If Hennessy deserves that statue, Bale certainly deserves an airport in his name. <laughs> Yeah. At least the golf at least the golf course. At least the golf course. <laughs> so definitely deserves something, Bale, man. Oh yeah. my days. So put down below in the comment section what or what do you think are the chances of Wales going through in the group against the US, as you mentioned. Mm. And I just want to say quick shout to to Ireland, okay, because we're gonna mention mm. big dogs now. And Ireland doesn't have a Gareth Bale, but they are trusting mm. the youth hundred percent. And against Scotland. Ireland beat 3-0 Scotland, and it was with the core of Troy Pirates, Obafemi, and Kelleher, which Irish trusting the youth is the way to go. So it's just beautiful to see. And one goal and assist between Obafemi and Troy Pirates. So I just wanted to show them the trust. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a great shout because Obafemi's goal, if you haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. right? Um, which I know you have, but anyone that is is listening right now that has not seen it, go check it out. It was a 35-yard rip. Um, It was absolutely beautiful. Um, I remember when he debuted for Southampton Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some injuries, some maybe just getting kind of, I don't know, eclipsed by other players on the team. Uh, He is now at Swansea, and and I'd expect him to have a big season. But these are guys, right? Mm -hmm. Obafemi. Troy Parrott, these are guys that we haven't incredibly highly rated, but we haven't yet seen get it done for their clubs. So hopefully this is a catalyst uh, for them to get something done. But I just have to say, Mm -hmm. I have to say, Scotland looked (laughs) lost during this match. Okay, I get it was at the Aviva, right? I get it that, you know, um, they've had a tough week. Yeah, they looked defeated and it was a little bit bizarre. Um, to see that Ireland was that much better, I guess. But then you looked at their 11, and you you saw some missing names in there. There were a bunch of missing names. Um, but ultimately, this is the Nations League. Um, this is uh, how it's done. They're playing once every three ga- three days. I, it's tough. You have to rotate. But I love that you shouted it out because I wanted to make sure that Obafemi, um, I mean, Nathan Collins, I think, at the back, mm-hmm. he's a great young center back that people need to start watching. Yeah. Uh, is, yes, it is Burnley. You're right. And then uh, they have a midfield core that's pretty young too. Knight and uh, Malumbi. Jason Malumbi. And Cullen, yeah. And Cullen. So I do like the Irish future. Um, we'll see. We'll see how they progress though. And I love how you said like Nations League. It's like friendlies. A lot of games together. And we yes. know we would be mentioning like for a, one not full, not one hour, two hours, all the games. So mm. we... We, we decided to make it simpler and we can talk about yeah. the games by comparing the chances that we think for the World Cup. So quick game at FC Wonder Kid of who has more chances in the World Cup right now. And I say three national teams and we got to decide, Bretton. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's play. So let's go <laughs> with the first three national teams, which I try to level okay. with them and it's 
Denmark, mm-hmm. Belgium, mm-hmm. and the Netherlands, okay? Three national teams. They have youngsters and players that have something to prove in this World Cup. So, who would you say had better chances? Denmark, Belgium, and Netherlands? I am going to say right now the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Netherlands. Um, I, yeah, I think Depay, I know he missed that penalty kick. Um, but, uh, collectively, uh, they seem to be a team that's, that's gelling at the right time. They have some youth. They also have some wily veterans that know how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the Dutch could and should have dispatched, uh, the, the, uh, Poland recently, but they've had some phenomenal results as of late. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Dutch, but I'll tell you what. Man, I, who would you pick? Let's go for you first. What, well, what out of those three? Well, I'm gonna go bold and go Denmark. I thought you were gonna oh, go there, Denmark, there, man. There <laughs> but yes, there you go. The, the Danish are dark horses, in my opinion, definitely. Yes. And seeing the other groups, Belgium have mm-hmm. a tough group. I'd say the group of death, in my opinion, mm-hmm. of this World Cup mm-hmm. is Belgium. And Group D, I see Denmark, Tunisia. France, mm-hmm. I think Denmark can pass, okay, oh, and, and and definitely have a proper cement themselves properly in the World Cup and say this is a golden generation of Denmark. After what we saw yeah. in the Euros, I think this World Cup is going to be another moment that will be shook. And the Netherlands, I don't yeah. know, man. I really think Qatar is going to be a tough team. Look, I just yeah. going to say that. So interesting. Let's let's let's, let's see. <laughs> I'm more worried about Senegal in that group, but, uh, you know, the Netherlands, when it comes down to it right now, I feel like they are getting back Mm -hmm. to that depth of talent that they had in those De Jong years, right? In the Schneider years, in the the Robin years. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, there's nobody that is at that upper echelon, right? Mm -hmm. That is there. Like, they don't have those those guys. So I think they're, it's still a little early, mm-hmm. but I do think the Dutch could do some big things when it comes down to it. I also think the Danish can too, but the Danish don't necessarily have that, um, that like, game changer uh, yet. <laughs> Ericsson is a game changer. If, we'll if we'll have to goal. see. If he goes right. And Schmeichel. I'll give shout right. out to Schmeichel too. Cause, but just so I don't forget, the group of mm-hmm. death is Canada, Croatia, Belgium, and Morocco. So that's why Belgium can be. Don't but but I'll tell you what. Yeah, but a tough time against the other nations. Right, but if you look at that through this Nations League lens, (laughs) right? Belgium obviously doesn't look well. They were Jekyll. I don't know if we saw Jekyll or we saw Hyde, but they lost four one, and then they crushed. Who was it? They crushed six to one, right? So it's. Poland, I think it was. Was and, it Poland? Yes, Poland. And like Trossard Oof. playing much better. Yes. Like there was there was hints of a core that is developing after like the likes of Hazard goes. But Hazard will still go bold this World Cup. And the player that impressed yeah. me the most for Belgium is Tielema. Yeah. Tielema. Like, yeah. And seeing him score, I was like, oh, okay, you really want that move. You really want that move. So... He's in the he's in the shop window, sir. He's in the shop window, meaning he's got he's got clients. He's or he's got people that are chasing his uh, his signature. Um, so it would make sense for him. But I am going to counter something because you snuck it in there that you thought Aiden Hazard was going to go bold at the World Cup. I'm going to say it right now. Aiden, he is he is not going bold. He is not going bold at the World Cup. And frankly, I don't think he's going to go bold 
for the rest of his career. No, um, I believe in the redemption of Hazard. I gotta believe in him. I gotta believe I will, in what he's saying. I will uh, happily, I will happily eat crow on this um, <laughs> if it's wrong. But he, he's gotta, oh. something's gotta change. Something's gotta change. But Belgium, right now, the reason why I didn't pick Belgium out of those three, mm-hmm. even though probably on paper Group they have death. the strongest talent. It's the group of death one and mm-hmm. and two. Uh, they're they're pretty inconsistent right now. They're inconsistent. They're consistently inconsistent. Um, so it it remains to be seen uh, which Belgium's going to show up, and they do need a supporting cast because they don't have the depth. True. They do not have the depth to compete. Uh, something happens to KDB. Done. Something already happened to Lukaku. Yeah. Um, so you know. It, it's it remains to be seen, but that that's a fun game. So what's your next three? It's, what, it's, it's what's your next three? Shaking. And like Courtois too, like <laughs> the core. Yeah. So let's go with who has more chances in the World Cup right now yeah. between Germany, Portugal, <laughs> and England. Okay, between the three three big nations of Portugal, Germany, and England. So who do you think uh. has more chances right now in the World Cup? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't think England can score a goal. Uh, looking at it through the Nations League lens again. Well, well they um, scored against I'm, I'm, Germany. They scored against Germany. <laughs> you're right. But was was one that time. a was one that one. a another time? But was that run of was that run of play? Damn. No, that was a True. that was a penalty True. kick. It was. Right? It was. Um, so really, really, what it comes down to here is, I think, if you're looking at the the best team, um, as long as Bernardo Silva is healthy, in my opinion. Portugal's going to be just fine. Bernardo's he's he's been he's been playing his butt off. I don't know of a better way to put it. I mean, Bernardo Silva, in my opinion, is is the heartbeat to to what could um, send Portugal pretty pretty far in the World's Cup. But yeah, they look the better team out of those three, definitely. So you pick Portugal between Germany and I England. Mm-hmm. I do. I- so you can you won't be surprised with my answer, and I go with Portugal too. Oh, it's, shocking! <laughs> especially with the form that we're at, we're looking really good. And I know yeah. there's always those Fernand Sench comments, and I understand. But William Carvalho yep. is playing pretty well, okay. And yeah. I like the rotation, okay. I'm liking the rotation, but it's clear yeah. Nunez will start. At left back for Portugal, people. I can already tell yeah. you right now, guaranteed that will happen, okay? Because yeah. it's so clear. It's so clear. And then you have the likes of Jota, okay? Gosal yeah. Gedge, like, will he finally mm-hmm. get a move? Like, he scored two. So, Rafael, yo, we're stacked, man. So, but yeah, Germany. Yeah. I, I, shout out I, to Musiala. Like, Mus- Jamal yes. Musiala looks a proper world class player. Playing against mm-hmm. other teams, man, for Germany. I was shook with how much responsibility he had in that midfield. And yeah. playing for the German national team, Jamal Musiala. Big shout out yeah, to man. him. Big shout yeah, out. Yeah, and also, also a shout out has to go out to uh, David Rahm, who, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is severely underrated. Um, and Fuck. he should be, uh, Premier League teams should be looking at him. Um, I, to be honest, he should be gone. He should be gone from. I think he's at Hoffenheim. Yes. Um, he is a a hell of a um, uh, wing back, and I, I believe that he could do some damage um, in in a different place. So yeah, I, I mean Germany definitely has the parts to grow into mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I don't know if they have. Well, Timo Werner seems to play better uh, for Germany than he obviously is um, at Chelsea right now. 
But uh, to go back to Portugal for one second, you have it, that left side. I mean, mm-hmm. to have whether it's Nuno Mendes or it's Guerrero starting, that's an embar- that's an embarrassment of riches um, on that left side. And, and it's oh, yeah, that's where yeah, I and that attack it. like Jota, <laughs> Rafael, Ronaldo. Yeah. Até o Guedes, pá. Hey, I work so well. I swear, it's really good. But that Silva can go on the wing. It's beautiful. So, World I, Cup hype. I can tell yeah, you, man. I am hype for the World Cup. I legit yeah, think our chances by the day, as we get yeah. closer to the World Cup, are getting higher and higher. Because we can't and, forget Rey Cris. Can't forget yeah. Rey Cris. No Ruben and as, No Ruben Dias. Yeah, sure. And we're playing the yeah. way we are. No Felix. Like what? Mm-hmm. And as you've mentioned, as you've mentioned, because I know that there was a period of time where you were calling for Fernando Santos to, <laughs> you know, lay down, relinquish his uh, his Whoa. position. Um, understandably so. But I, I believe you've said it best. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. So you either support mm-hmm. or you, you know. Or you, I don't know, stop supporting the Portuguese national team? What, what, what's going to happen? No, you support who's there, who's in it. It's, it's the same in our camp with the U.S. men's national team. There is a large amount of people that believe Greg Berhalter is not the guy. Mm-hmm. He's just not the guy. But what are you going to do, actively root against your own national team? No. You can't. You can't. So you gotta, you got to support the, even in spite of. The and, moment, um, the moment I realized we were going to go through in the playoffs was like, okay, yeah. we, can't, we, can't, we can't do anything now. Like saying hate with Fernando Sanchez. It's just acceptance. Yeah. And I completely agree with that take. But I didn't know you felt, mm. you felt that way too. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, makes, it makes sense. I mean, because I have felt the way for years. I felt it on the U.S. men's side uh, for yeah. Jurgen Klinsmann when he was our boss. But it, it's kind of like, do you want them to do bad in World's Cup qualifying so that this guy gets sacked? But then if he does okay and you don't believe he's the guy to take you forward, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But at the same time, this is a World Cup year. True. And Fernando, Fernando Santos has found a recipe that worked in the Euros. It hey, was. maybe he finds a recipe that works in the World Cup too. You never and know. He's Chris, certainly got the tools. And if Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo in Portugal win the World Cup, like for Ronaldo yeah. after a Euros... Like, finalissima won't be anything mm-hmm. next to the World Cup with Ronaldo lifting it, if it happens, which... Oh, go bold, please, and, universe. And tell, <laughs> and tell me what you think about this. Whether you win the World Cup or you go to the semifinals or you whatever, or you crash out in the group stage, my guess is that Fernando Santos will be gone mm-hmm. at the end of it. I don't I, think I he's think Mr. So. I don't think anybody in your federation is looking at this guy and saying, mm-hmm. oh, let's make him a lifer. Let's, he's going to be in charge of us forever if he I wins agree. the World Cup. I mean, I think I think they're going to want new blood because mm-hmm. there's going to be a changing of the guard mm-hmm. uh, in the Portuguese national team. When, yeah, so I don't so, know, man. But, All right, got three more. So leading up with what you said, the U.S., you hinted mm-hmm. fast. I'm just going to uh, ask yeah, yeah. you with the U.S. And instead mm-hmm. of winning, I'm going to reframe the question and say, who has the most, I, who has the most chances to go further in the World Cup between the USA, Canada, and Mexico. Between the Ooh. three, who has the most chances to go further in the World Cup, friends? And who do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm betting on pedigree, on actually having done it, we know that Mexico is going to find some way through their group 
and then they'll probably lose in the round of 16 mm-hmm. uh, because they're very good at doing that. Um, but if if everybody is healthy on, on the United – if everybody is healthy with the U.S. men's national team, if mm-hmm. Reyna's back and contributing, if McKenney is back and in form and, you know, feeling good about things, if well, Dest is probably- back, I, I, I honestly believe, yes, we have a group where we should be able to um, get the points needed to get out of the – the group, and then I think, what? Well, yeah, once you get into that round of 16, anything can happen. So I am going to go a little biased here. I'm going to go U.S. men's national team. And to be honest, if Canada had an easier group, maybe I would pick Canada. I still think they're going to surprise. I still think they're going to get out of their group. But, um, yeah, I don't know at whose expense, but I think Croatia right now is um, – they're only – I don't know. I really don't know. So I'm going to say U.S. men's national team on this one. They will go farther than either of those other two CONCACAF giants. I don't want to hate on the U.S. not going mm-hmm. through, but I do hate reckon on. Wales will go through mm-hmm. that group maybe, Bretson. Because yeah. Wales, like, in an unbelievable form, Bale. We see Bale. It's like it's going to be a clash of yeah. titans between Bale and Pulisic. Because the, sure. the whole of the U.S. will be watching that match against Wales. So, but I I understand, like, uh, you, you supporting the U.S. And Brendan Aronson, too. He's going to be yeah. a catalyst for something to happen. And Musa, yeah, right? Well, 19-year-old Musa. Like, coming but think off the about bench. This. Yeah, coming off the bench. Well, maybe maybe even starting. Probably starting. Um, but think about it this way. Every one of these guys that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. it will be their first World Cup. This will be Christian Pulisic's first World Cup. He was there in Cuba. He was crying on the field after we missed, uh, after we didn't get it done at Trinidad and Tobago. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a moment for him, and and you could almost see him jazzed up in these most recent fixtures. Mm -hmm. We played a friendly against Morocco and beat him pretty handily mm-hmm. we played uh uruguay to a to a stalemate no, no. um and and there is something about cp10 that is a little bit different there's a chip on his shoulder that i haven't seen in a while and i don't know if it's because he's got a move coming out from chelsea or if he just decided you know what it's a world cup year this is what it's all about and i'm ready to play my my butt off um for this country and if if it enters into that mode, mm-hmm. um, then I honestly do believe a Christian Pulisic can go uh, toe-to-toe with a Gareth Bale. And I do believe that we could potentially even top the group um, when all is said and done because everybody's got their frailties. And when you play that group stage, it ain't favorites anymore. It's ga- it's it's 11 v 11, man. We've seen crazier things happen in the World Cup. Imagine um, Wales so. and US going through and England staying in the group stages. That would yeah. be historic. Qatar would be. Qatar would be in the memories of everyone if that yeah, happened. Man. Oh my gosh, that hit. But, that but hit. don't forget about Iran. Don't forget about Iran because I think they're going to be a stingy, stingy team to play against. But well, I uh, and Taremi, they can yeah. score goals yeah. for Iran. So those two up forwards, anything can happen with center backs. But I have to pick. Yeah. I'll pick Mexico. I'll pick Mexico okay. because of the group. I fully believe that Mexico mm-hmm. are going to go through in second in their group because they got Argentina, okay. Saudi Arabia, and Poland. And I believe yes. Mexico will go through in second and go further between the three. But Canada, though, most informed team. And Alfonso yep. Davis, he's on a mission, yeah. too. So, he, he is. 
he is, and he's he's back. He's scoring for them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, but who? So I guess that means you have Lewandowski packing mm-hmm. his bags early. Yes, he's going home. I do. If you've got Mexico going through, and listen, Mexico is in. They're an incredibly good team. They really are. I, I don't think that they have those dynamic pieces, those game-changing pieces that they once had, Jeez. right? But could you imagine if this team had an informed Chicharito, an informed Vela, an informed, you know, all these guys that for some reason are off. They're off doing other things because of a, a fight, a disagreement. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know of something. We, we probably have to get Hercules Gomez on here to explain it to us. Because Tata Martino is a hell of a coach, mm-hmm. and Mexico always seems to have a ridiculous depth of talent. Um, they have been underperforming, in my opinion, for the last at least year, year and a half. But when it comes to a World Cup, they're virtually a lock to get out of the group um, just based on past. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think you said it. It's a lock. So let's wait and see. So put down below, people, if you're agreeing and disagreeing with our comments and our opinions because yeah we like to know your feedback and here is the boldest one okay the boldest one i wanted to do and it has three big dogs and it is who has the most chances in the world cup right now between Mm -hmm. brazil argentina Mm -hmm. and france the three big dogs argentina brazil and france who has the most chances for this world cup right now Oh, mm, and we're looking at it through this Nations League lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Interesting. Well, obviously, they don't have a Nations League, which is a whole other point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, I'll circle back to that. But, Finalissima. But, yeah, Final, Finalissima is, um, I don't know, man. I really still think France has the depth. Mm-hmm. France has the game changing. France is going through some growing pains right now, trying to mm-hmm. figure things out. Um if you've got Kylian Mbappe on the field in in Qatar, mm-hmm. I I think I'm actually I I'm gonna say it right now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually gonna put my money on Kylian Mbappe over Leo Messi, over Neymar at the World Cup. I really just feel like this kid is not going to let disappointment creep in, I and we that. haven't even yeah okay, but we haven't even seen the best of Benzema either mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. in the French in a French jersey, so. And um, I'm just, gonna say France. You went bold, my friend. And like, I'm just gonna say the curse, the curse. Quick mention for I know. the curse. When you win the World yeah. Cup, next World Cup, you don't usually leave the group stages. But not because of the curse. I'm gonna say this. But between Brazil, Argentina, and France, I'm gonna yeah. say who has the most chances. I'm gonna say Brazil. Brazil, oh. because I okay. feel the pressure that Neymar is having, okay? Like, every single day I see Brazil media saying, it's now or never, it's Neymar, it's now or never, you got everything you need. You see, Tite is the great coach. Like, it's yeah. they're really putting that weight on top. And they've surpassed Belgium in the, the rankings, yeah. too. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give shout-out to Neymar because I think he can go bold with that. And France, just yeah. want to say, big reason why I don't put my chips in France it's because mm. a player like Antoine Griezmann has played 22 mm. matches for France yeah. consecutive and he hasn't even scored. And on the bench, you have Nkunku. When he comes mm-hmm. on against Austria, you clearly see why he should start with Mbappe mm. and Benzema. So because of these decisions, 
I have my doubts with France. Not to not to go through, but to win sure. the World Cup. So interesting. But Konate, like big big time. Oh yeah. Big ups to him finally getting that that cap. Um and also uh Bubakar Kamara. Um he got some time for them and I love, love, love seeing that Gendozi who is Mm-hmm. on the verge of making his move to Marseille permanent. Yes. But I, I do have to say, I do have to say, um, listen, if Neymar could handle pressure, mm-hmm. okay, he wouldn't be at PSG. That's a bold one. But but yeah. he wanted to so, win the Champions League on his own. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, but he hasn't. So. Hey, but it is true. By 220 million to that move was like, Mm-hmm. True. So the moment, yep. like the even at, before he steps foot in Parque Prince, like everybody yeah. knows, like two twenty. That's what how much he costs. Like he even caused that trauma for Barca to finally put one billion release clauses yeah. with every single youngster. So, yeah. but but I feel yeah. you. If, if if the man can figure out how to put aside the pressure, put aside the expectations, put aside all that crap, and just play the football that we know he's. 100% capable of mm-hmm. um then then Brazil will be very scary as long as the supporting cast falls in line mm-hmm. um you know but yeah i mean there are other obvious leaders um in that brazilian bunch that could pick mm-hmm. up the slack uh yes. for for neymar if for some reason he doesn't get you know revved up mm-hmm. early on in those group stages um and there are guys that could break out like a Richarlison like an Anthony like a, you know we've talked about a whole bunch of them. And then there's the Wiley Vets. You got the Casemiro. You've got, um, I don't know, do you think Tiago Silva will be on the plane? I think uh, he deserves we'll it. I think I, longevity yeah. is what my, my biggest doubt, but I think he deserves yeah. it. He's, he's, I he's do. done it all for it to happen. So, so people, I don't know. if you enjoyed this game that we did, quick game, put down below yeah. in the comment section that you want to see more games just like these. And do not forget to like this video if you're hearing until now and enjoying our podcast, man. So, transfers. Oh, my goodness. There's massive transfers already. Fox, um, Fox. But I with... just want to hint with a not massive just for starters. Okay. FC, it's not a wonder kid, but I really want people at home to remember this player. Mm-hmm. And it's Rasmus Christensen that went to yeah. Leeds. Okay, people. 10 million euros mm-hmm. bargain deal. By Leeds United, okay? After getting Brendan Aronson, Rasmus yep. Christensen is unbelievable for 30 million to get these two players. I think in terms yeah. of tackles, duels, he's one of the top fullbacks in the Champions League this season. And Leeds yep. getting him? Unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Jesse Marsh, obviously, uh, as the former Salzburg boss, former Leipzig assistant coach, mm-hmm. knows Rasmus very well. So it is a smart move, too. And I'm also hearing that Mark Roca, who at one time in La Liga was yes. uh, pretty much considered a, a, a phenomenal uh, midfielder, uh, has had injury issues since his move to Bayern. Um, it, it seems like he's also going to be joining Leeds United uh, for a cool $10 million or so. So they're making the moves uh, necessary to consolidate their, hopefully, their Premier League status and not get sucked into what they got sucked into last year. Mm-hmm. But I love that. That's a great shrewd move the christensen move because um yeah it's it's um it's a great deal it's just it is it's a great deal on paper and it's a great deal obviously um in the checkbook because it isn't too too much 
Um, and it doesn't keep them from doing other things. And they've yet to bring in potentially Rafinha money. I'll, um, I'll even so, say they'll have they'll have a tough time keeping him after one year. Yeah, Rasmus. I, 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 I think you're right. I think you're probably very accurate on that. So that's that's a good one. But out of all the moves, that's the one you wanted to start with. That's interesting. <laughs> well, I have a ton of others to go bold, and it's okay. Darwin. Darwin. My goodness. We, I yeah. warned you guys with Darwin Nunes and Liverpool. Virgil van Dijk said, one of the toughest players I've gone against. And after that, mm -hmm. club said, I got to go bold and get yeah. Darwin Nunes. And like, Considering how difficult Salah, the salary renewal is for mm -hmm. Liverpool, they're locking Darwin for six years. A six-year contract with Darwin Nunes, Liverpool. So yeah. it's unbelievable management by Liverpool and Klopp. They, like, they really know what they're doing. Really so it better work, is what you're saying. Well, it, it better will, work. It will work. It will work. Until okay. 2028. It will work. Okay. And, and, and here's, here's, here's my issue, right? Mm. Darwin Nunez. Okay, here is his evolution, right? He went from uh, Penarol or Penarol. Yes. I don't know if it's pronounced Penarol. Yeah. Uh, wonderful uh, Uruguayan um, club that has given us, you know, Valverde. It's given us Darwin. It's given us uh, Nandez and uh, Facundo Torres now, and mm -hmm. some great, great, great um, players. All right, so he gone from Penarol to Almeria. Right mm -hmm. um, in the, I believe it was in the second league. I don't yep. think they were in La Liga when he came in. Yes. He scored a Up copious towards. amount of goals for them, and then went to Benfica, at, where he has had one ridiculously breakout year. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know from conversations with me in the past how I'm not equating him to Luka Jovic, mm -hmm. but my my worry is is that whatever, what is it, 75 million with 25 million of add-ons or something like that? Uh, I think like, 80, yeah, 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 but something like that, yeah. That comes, that comes with a whole lot of expectation. Now, um, that, that's worrisome to me, mm -hmm. but he, he, either, he either swims or he drowns when it comes to this. Um, and it is funny. I, I got a funny little stat for you, and it's not really a stat. It's just a milestone, I guess. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing Darwin Nunes for the first time in the U20 World Cup in 2019. And his first group game, Uruguay's first group game, was against uh, a certain Norwegian team uh, with a certain Erling <laughs> Holland <laughs> up top. Yes. And a lot of people always say, well, Erling Holland scored nine goals, this, blah, 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 right? That was against Honduras mm -hmm. on the last match day when they were already out of contention, Norway, essentially. They lost their first two games. Why? Because Darwin Nunes scored a ridiculous goal against Norway in that first game, mm -hmm. outplayed the out of Erling Holland, and was the better player here and there. Now, Erling Holland is as confident as confident can come and has obviously just risen just dramatically. Mm -hmm. If Darwin Nunes can find that exact same confidence, that almost almost um, weaponized arrogance that uh, that Erling Holland has, he could be, you know, that we could be seeing a, a Holland-Darwin uh, Nunes battle for Golden Boot for a long time to come. Fuck. We honestly could see that. Fuck. So, And you touched the point I was going to lead up, and it's why Darwin Nunes yeah. goes to Liverpool, because Holland went to City. Liverpool had to match the quality of signing, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and even the age. 
both are 21, as you said, playing against each other. And the stats, Haaland this season had 30 games, 29 goals, and 8 assists. Darwin Nunes this season had 41 games, 34 goals, and 4 assists, in which 6, I know, 6 goals in the Champions League, and Haaland in the Champions League was once ridiculous. I understand, people. But Darwin is... Little by little, going up and up. And he's becoming a better player step by step. And that's why I really think Darwin Nunes is going to be a top, top, I'm going to say easily a top 10 striker. Because I already Mm -hmm. think going to Liverpool next season, he is going to be in the top 10 strikers in the world conversation. Straight away. Darwin Nunes will start for Liverpool straight away. Straight away. And it has yeah. to happen. It has to happen. Darwin, so you... Salah, mm-hmm. and Luis Diaz. This is okay. the front That's... trio of Liverpool starting next season. And, yeah. oh, Liga Nosh! Liga underrated! And you, you could probably even see a situation where mm-hmm. where a Luis Diaz, uh, I'm sorry, a um, Darwin Nunez uh, plays up top with like a Diogo Jota. Yes. If you don't want to go the left wing, right wing um, up top type left. of situation. Uh, but yeah, I love the depth. It's brought to you by Liga B Win or Liga Nosh. Um, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Everyone except Salah, um, mm-hmm. and I think Klopp is going to have a field day with them. And I I honestly believe that Klopp is going to manage him yes. properly. I mean, mm-hmm. Klopp has not missed too often when it comes to his oh. targets. I am very surprised that this was, I guess, done as um, as quickly mm-hmm. as we it we saw to. it, uh, it done. To. And and that's yeah. Because you had Ten Hag and uh, Manchester United getting ready to try and pip the deal, probably. <laughs> but vacation supposedly in Lisbon. Yeah. That's, that's what the yeah. rumors are saying. But ah. interesting. Well, the fact that Mbappe stayed at PSG was automatically the price of Nunes by the minute <laughs> was going up, just because of that. But yeah, it's a, it's a great Crazy. starting move, I think, for Liverpool. And there's another move too that I see a bunch mm-hmm. in the news with Liverpool, and it's. Trent Alexander-Arnold needs competition, okay? We see it working out with Simicus mm-hmm. and Robertson. And now Liverpool, by getting Calvin Ramsey of Aberdeen, okay? Right back. Young player, a uh, young Scottish league player of the season, okay? Great mm-hmm. shout. And it's great depth that Liverpool need. And at the right, with a youngster, 18-year-old, love it. Yeah. Love it. I have to yeah. shout that one out. Yeah, he's he's got a motor. He's got he's got a cannon of a cross. Um, he's done what he can do to develop at Aberdeen. I think it's a great move. Um, he could be the Simicas uh, on the right uh, for Liverpool. So I think that's what they're expecting for him. And then mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think it's a, another prudent prudent um, selection for them because it's not really somebody out there. It, nobody's really knocking down the door for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple years under Klopp, a couple preseasons. Um, you know, out. I think, yeah, it, it works out in the end. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Is there enough money? Is there enough moolah to bring in my, uh, bring in Christian Pulisic? You're going to bring in Captain America two for depth? No, well, no, that, they need a midfielder now. They need I, a I midfielder. I agree with you, but Milner still is going to stay another season. <laughs> it seems. I saw that. So <laughs> I, I, was, saw I, that. I really thought like with Leeds staying, he'd go to Leeds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Or maybe if they yeah. went to the championship, he'd gone to Leeds. So maybe we were yeah. getting it wrong with James Milner. Maybe. Well, oh, maybe. Man. But yes, there's but. a player too, like staying in Liverpool, but just on the yeah. other side. 
I see a bunch of news with Everton. Richarlison, Everton going to Tottenham as it seems for 60 million. We see that rumor. And if we see already some hints of a striker going to Tottenham, I got to ask you, do you believe Harry Kane stays? Do you believe Harry Kane stays this summer before a World Shh. Cup too? I do. I do believe he stays. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Richarlison, if I honestly don't believe this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, 50 or 60 million is is too cheap for Richarlison, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know the contract situation. But I would say, no, Harry Kane's not going anywhere. Mm. He's not going anywhere this year. Um, I, I, I think he's ready. I think he's in it for the long haul with Antonio Conte. I think he believes, like you believe, that uh, Tottenham can win a trophy. And I, I think if you take Harry Kane out of that equation, um, I don't think he can win a trophy, at least in the next year. In the next year. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't know what really Richarlison. It's, 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 it'd be if. There's better targets. Better targets. I'd say if even like Bayern Munich losing, like Lewandowski, mm-hmm. Kane. Can put I don't know, but there's a lot of rumors going. That is out. interesting. And right, Richarlison. If if there's rumors about that, I feel like Daniel <laughs> Levy would like to get a replacement of Kane before Kane goes because of that that leverage power with negotiations. So that's why I I found that curious. I found that one curious. I honestly don't believe this is one of those situations where it's you would almost you would have an understanding of exactly what's going to happen with Harry Kane if the World's Cup was starting as it should have already started, right? But we got to wait, what, four, five, six months. You're going to have some guys that likely won't make a move Mm -hmm. like a Harry Kane um, because the World's Cup is in the fall or in in the winter. I'm sorry. Um, So uh, that in and of itself, you're just – you're inviting uncertainty. You're inviting a transition, whether it's Bayern Munich or not, or, or whatever cl- other club would uh, be able to bring in a Harry Kane mm-hmm. before the biggest stage, before mm-hmm. you know wanting to bring it home. So I just don't see Harry Kane doing that. And uh, maybe next, maybe with, next off season with but. Harry Kane too. Just a similar type of player with a contract. I have to ask you, Declan Rice. Do you reckon Declan mm. Rice will get a move though? Like if he gets a move for a hundred million. I'd say the team that would need a Declan Rice for a hundred million, it would make sense because it would be an eight to ten year project, would be Chelsea. Mm-hmm. At twenty-three, yeah. that that move would make sense. But do you believe Declan Rice will leave? Well, I think Chelsea I think Chelsea, if they're going to ever make a play for Declan Rice, they're offloading the wrong positions. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> in order to help accommodate that. Uh, that means you got to look for Conte to leave or Jorginho or yes. uh, Kovacic, a- a- any one of them, right? Kovacic is probably the most likely of the bunch. Um, but in the end, $100 million on Declan Rice. Uh, yeah, I think if West Ham was smart in terms of looking at the future um, and where this kid's trajectory is going, I don't think his value is going to be any more. Uh, I think we've hit the peak of his value, mm-hmm. per se. Maybe not the peak of his contribution to whatever team he's with, but I think in terms of his transfer value, he's probably literally at the tippy top. And if West Ham, from a business sense, was looking at it, um, they would be smart to take the money, if Chelsea's willing to give it, and reinvest um, all over the place uh, because $100 million will do you wonders 
Um, completely agree with you. Completely agree. Yeah. And you said 100 million can do wonders. And I think Real Madrid agrees with what you just said. Mm. Because mm. for 100 million in the same position, they went and get and, and got Chua Mani, Real Madrid. Yeah. For a, so five-year contract. The future midfield of Real Madrid now with Fede Valverde, that is 23. Chua Mani, oh, that is 22. And Eduardo mm -hmm. Camavinga, that is 19, okay? And then with Vini Junior, Rodrigo, so many youngsters at Real Madrid growing and becoming better. Ala Madrid looking so much better. So They are. They are. The, the future of uh, El Clasico is secured because now you've got Gavi and you've got Pedri and you've got some of these beautiful names that you want to watch develop over the years. And now you've also got Valverde, you've got Kamavinka, you've got now Shuamani that uh, uh, pull up the popcorn, you know, <laughs> butter it up. I'm ready to go watching El Clasico for the next few years. Um, but I, I got to say, I, mm -hmm. I, a little shout out here to AS Monaco's um, transfer history, if you will. Um, you might recall that when they won League One, um, they literally offloaded almost every player on that team uh, <laughs> over the two, and they almost literally got relegated because of it. They went mm -hmm. down to like 17th place a couple years later. Very well, they have now kind of figured out how to have like a controlled um, sell-off uh, of their stars. But like, think of the names. I think almost half a billion dollars or half a billion euros um, have been spent on Monaco players under the age of 23 over just the last four seasons. We're talking about Mbappe, mm -hmm. Thomas Lamar. Yep. Thomas Lamar, remember him. <laughs> We're talking about Benjamin Mendy. Uh, Bernardo Silva left when he was 23. Yuri mm -hmm. Tielemans. T uh, T uh, I can't say his name. Bakayoko. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Lopez. Fabinho was 24, but he was another... Yeah, I mean, you're talking about 600 million euros for all of these players. And Shuamani now... Um, 80 million, I think, with add-ons up to 100. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a very large piece of a player that was only there two seasons. Only there two seasons at Monaco. Um, and two third-place finishes. So it's it's really interesting uh, how Monaco's doing it. And I, uh, mm -hmm. I applaud them because they're developing players. And they got a kid right behind. You got Fofana in the midfield, Yusef Fofana. But you also have this kid, Elliot Matazo, who I'm very high on. And I honestly do believe he's going to be uh, a good part of their future. And then they have another kid, an 18-year-old, Lemarichal, um, who is, I think he could go for 15, 20 million in the future. So Monaco is going to be okay. They got a massive injection and Real Madrid got their man. Um, and... It's it's great that this has happened so early in the transfer window. True, a, um, lot, a lot of deals happening early because, again, yeah. repeating Mbappe deal made the clubs yeah. go crazy because they were expecting that. True. And now everyone's like, we really need to get things done. Because Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, before we move on from this, to, from Shuamani, mm -hmm. um, you want to know what the Real Madrid effect is on social media? Mm, what is it? <laughs> Okay, so Aurelian Sh uh, Shuamani, his follower account was around 335,000 uh, before he was signed by Real Madrid. Um, now, uh, as of today, he's 1.1 million. <laughs> ah, Galactico. That is being wow. a star, man. Galactico. Pressure now. Nah, but Shuamani, 
French national team player. I think he's more than he was expecting this to happen. What eventually? But with Monaco, yeah. you said fast a name that I believe that not deserves a mood move. He needs mm -hmm. a move, and it's Bernard Silva. Okay, mm -hmm. now at Man City, I mm -hmm. saw that the name was mm -hmm. in the tables of a meeting with Barça, Laporta, and George Minch. The name right. Bernard Silva was hinted so. As it seems, the rumors are suggesting with the Frankie de Jong money, Barca mm -hmm. are going to attack Lewandowski and Bernardo Silva. Do you think that's the right move to do? I don't think so. I honestly believe. I think. Um, I like I think that move. Pep, I think Pep in Manchester City, um, it's one of those things that you don't know how important somebody was until he's gone. And I think if Bernardo Silva leaves and they let him leave mm -hmm. at 27 years old, I think it's the wrong move to make. For, for, for City. For City. Yeah, for yeah. City. And if Barcelona can pull it off and not, you know, go into administration because <laughs> of it, um, by all means, get it done. Because he's he's got the best years ahead of him. And he's just been so wildly consistent um, for Manchester City and so vital, mm -hmm. uh, in, in my opinion. I think he's maybe in some respects even more vital to Manchester City's um, consistency uh, than a Kevin De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. um, Bernardo Silva is a phenomenal player. So I think, yeah, stupid move by City, phenomenal move by Barcelona if they can get it done. Elite work rate Bernardo Silva has. I see throughout oh, yeah. the years now, he was a winger, but now he understands mm -hmm. the rhythm in midfield. And it's because he's just so supportive with those defensive duties. Like any mm -hmm. winger has trouble with Bernard Silva in, in midfield because he supports yeah. a ton. And the, what I what I think with Barca is Kessier coming, Pedri, mm -hmm. and then you have Bernard Silva and Gavi kind of rotating between them. Like, that is a proper menace attack if it were to happen. So, Xavi Ball thinking out of the box and Lewandowski giving guaranteed goals with that. If that happens, like, Abde coming off the bench too, like, ah. A lot of youth, but you always say yeah. it. They need a center back, and I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Yes, and I, I also think that they need a DM destroyer. I know Kessier could be that. Yeah. Um, He's the guy but now. they need he, – he is. He is. I think there are some limitations there, but um, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But Barcelona, I just don't know where they're getting this. They're going to have to sell the own. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it sounds like they're getting prepared to send Langlet or Langley, mm -hmm. Clement Langley on loan. <laughs> so I don't think that they're going to be able to offload him for 15, 20 million, whatever, some fraction of what they actually mm -hmm. paid for him in the first place, which leads me to believe that Umtiti is also not going to be able to go anywhere except for maybe on loan, right? Because <laughs> he's not already out the door. Yeah. So I don't think this, this massive injection, they're going to have to sell somebody that if they had the choice, they don't absolutely want to sell. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like they're doing a good job convincing themselves that it's time to freshen up the midfield and get rid of uh, Frankie Dion. <laughs> like um, even like Coutinho, they managed to get 20 million. I think Trincão yeah. they're going to get like 15. If they manage to yeah. sell Griezmann, it's going to be like 22. So I think oh. it's even the salaries. Like Coutinho was earning 500k yes. a week. So it's, like getting rid of that, it's 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 much, much better for them. But I, I feel you though. I feel where you're coming from because they still extend their contract with Sergio Roberto. Like Seeing that news, yeah. I was, I was like this, like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, I, Sergio Roberto, like, yeah. La Porta really yeah. likes him. 
Really? Yeah. It, Laporta likes him, and I think Xavi has started to like Dest a whole lot more. So um, I don't think he's going anywhere, even though you could probably catch 25, 30 million for Dest, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little less. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Barca, Barca needs. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting era. I mean, you we said it was going to happen. I still don't think it's going to happen as fast as people think. But um, here's here's just to put it in perspective, a fun little tweet I saw. I forget mm-hmm. who it was. It was probably Bleacher Report. But um, you'll like this because I, I'm going to bring up Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo has, what is it, like 815 career club goals to his name. The whole of Barcelona's team as it stands hmm. has 798 goals to their name. So Cristiano Ronaldo has more goals than all of Barca um, as it stands. And uh, that's going to be, they, they need an injection of players or, um, or I don't know. I well, don't know what they're going to do. Well, I just got to say, you said that. And just to compensate, I'm going to say, see Spain against Portugal. I, mm-hmm. I got to say like getting that extension of Gavi, is absolutely huge. clutch and huge exactly yeah and yeah. it's understandable that there's a one billion release clause again shout out to neymar trauma because of that so gavi <laughs> is gonna stay and become a legend at barca as it seems if everything goes well 2004 yep. this kid man 17 year old going places, crazy man after that game crazy I'm like, and then starting a couple of these Nations League games, right? A couple of these games for Spain. Um, but but speaking of goal scorer for yeah, Spanish oh, right. history, after like right. beating Anzu Fati that was on the bench. So Gavi yep. went bold with that too. So shout yeah, out to Gavi Wonder Kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fine. You know, they're they're they've got one hell of an academy. You might as well use it. And there's there's some phenomenal players behind them that we aren't talking about right now that we probably will be talking about mm-hmm. in the next six to 12 months. Um, but I, you know, I got to bring up a former Barca player um, because it has come out. It has come to my attention and it makes a whole lot of sense that Pep has turned his eyes towards Mark Cucurella from Brighton. Um I don't see any reason why he can't get this. If he wants Cucurella, I don't see any reason why he can't get that done. Um, probably 30 to 40 million euros after Brighton was able to pry him away from, um, for what, like 8 million or 9 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's Barca pedigree. Uh, he never stops. He's great defensively. He's also great at getting forward. Um, have I mentioned he never stops? Um, he's just a perfect two-way player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and right in the wheelhouse of Pep. And you know that Pep is not going to go through this transfer window without buying a defender of some sort. So it might as well be Mark oh, Cucurella. <laughs> um, yeah, fullback. Uh, so I think if Cucurella goes, which is probably pretty likely if the player wants it, mm-hmm. um, Brighton, keeping with their uh, transfer um, exploits as of late, could do no worse than going after a guy that you and I have been talking about, another Spaniard, Sergio Gomez. Um, You bring him in and you've got, I wouldn't call it like for like, but you may not miss the mark too much. You may not miss Cucurella too much, but I think both of those moves just make way too much sense to happen. Um, So we'll, we'll see. I mean, have you heard anything on your end 
about that because the Cucurella yes. move is all over ESPN. It's all over mm-hmm. um, Marca and other places. So you have heard it over in Portugal. So yes. Interesting. And, and I really feel like that deal will happen. And with Cucurella, yeah. the, 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 the trait I like about him is how he combines when he goes forwards. He's yes. so good with that. And you can clearly see there's a fingerprint of La Masia in him. When he goes forwards yes. and attacks that ball. Uh-huh. So, and that David Luiz haircut is so, like, iconic, man. And Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love Cucurella. <laughs> and Pep Guardiola loves La Masia. So, mm-hmm. I absolutely love this shout. And it's a deal that I really reckon it's going to happen, too. But uh, I just got to yeah. mention here on my end, the last transfer is I see a mm-hmm. bunch here in Portugal, Palinha. Palinha, uh-huh. João Palinha, as it seems, is going to go to Wolves. So yep. everyone, Rubenevich is going to leave Wolverhampton this summer 100% if João Pelinha is coming. And for Bruno Lage, João Pelinha makes more sense in that midfield. Just saying. Yeah. Destroyer, like, really, is really supportive in a really good way to the fullbacks. Like, considering how tall he is, you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect him to be so mobile. But João Pelinha is. And those tackles that he does can be ferocious, okay, João Pelinha. So I really think in the Prem, there's going to be huge highlights of João Pelinha going bold with those tackles mm-hmm. at Wolves. Okay, so I really think this deal is going to happen. And yeah. So, so then where do, you think, where do you think Neves winds up? Oh, well, I think Arsenal should like definitely be going crazy to Tielema and to Rubenevich. Mm-hmm. And then I know Partey's mm-hmm. there and Partey is underrated too. With his in, with his influence at Arsenal, in my opinion, yeah, and yeah, I I feel like Ruben and Tielema would come and would be unbelievable. That trio, I would really enjoy. So yeah, I think Arsenal would and, be the club. <coughs> Arsenal, Shaka, if, uh, like Ruben Evans levels above Shaka, levels above uh, Shaka. Ruben okay. hey, levels, levels. But it, 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 wow, that, that that's a lot of movement though. Palinha does make a whole lot of sense for. Or wolves, and I, I did. I actually just caught, or that just caught my eye right before we got on here. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that makes too much sense for it to happen. So watch <laughs> it literally not happen because it makes too much sense. What? But we'll see. Um, and so that was your last um, mm-hmm. transfer. The only other one, only other one, I definitely wanted to mention. Uh, this is one that got done a while back, but it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. We all know that over in Syria, we could talk about AC Milan and what they're going to do, Inter, and all that. But looking at what Napoli has to go through, the refresh that they're getting started on, mm-hmm. uh, trying to retain an Osimhen, trying to retain some of their younger parts, mm-hmm. um, they did some good business a little while back. Um, and unfortunately, taking um, taking advantage of the situation in Russia, in Ukraine, uh, by grabbing this, and I'm going to kill his name, Kavitsha Kavertshkilya. I don't know if I said that right, but if you watch the guy, yeah, Georgian winger, um, they call him the Georgian Messi sometimes, Uh, a kid can dribble, kid can dribble, he's at the top of the table, he's like, you know, what we think of Jeremy Doku, um, but we see him play less because we never get to really watch that Russian premiership and we never really get to watch, you know, Georgia play, but watching him in Nations League play, he is every bit um, ready to make an impact day one in Syria. And he is one that um, I know I'm going to be watching. I know uh, a lot of our followers uh, from Eastern Europe uh, have definitely warned us in a good way about this kid. Um, I am 
extremely excited to see him in Syria. Um, and I think he's going to wind up being a massive piece for Napoli. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really interesting is instead of rushing a move after what happened, after the invasion, right, starting, he actually went back to to home. He went back and he played for, I believe the name of the team is Dinamo Butami, Butami. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went and he played with just a, a team that he knew he'd be able to get 90 minutes every day, keep uh, fit, keep ready until he signs that deal with Napoli. Um, that's exactly what happened. And uh, he is um, going to be, I think it's him and Holland right now mm-hmm. are at the top of the nation's league table in terms of goals. Right. So, you know, watching him the other day really reminded me how electric this kid can be. So if you want a, a Syria transfer to watch, mm-hmm. it's going to be, um, not even a Kaveric Gilia. Very good. Um, so any other ones? Are you, you done? Well, You're done I'll, with the transfer. I'll go with, I, I saw the soccer rumor to City. I was quite oh, surprised. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll say this. In two years' time, if Sterling's playing for Arsenal and Saka's mm-hmm. playing for Man City, I won't be surprised if that happens. <laughs> but if it doesn't, Arsenal is improving and doing the right choices. If it yeah. doesn't happen, which I hope it doesn't because Arsenal, I want you, I want to see you guys succeeding, okay? A strong Arsenal yeah, would be, be great to watch, man. So putting that competitiveness up in the Premier League. And big team in London, okay? Arsenal, not Chelsea. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, but uh, ha, ha, yeah. yeah, maybe. But has has Saka come out and said anything about the rumors, or is it mostly no, just it's Daily yeah. Mail? And it's the fact that Arsenal oh. didn't get Champions League football immediately. Yeah. It's going to be the rumors, and it's not mm. shocking. It won't. It's not shocking if it happens. You know what I mean? So, Sterling definitely. What? Needs a move. So, yeah. if there's any transfer we forgot to mention, people, put down yeah. below and tell us why do you reckon this transfer that you will mention is a bold one? Because we love to know your opinions. And now, <laughs> this is a related to transfers topic. And to end the pod, we have here a topic that is youngsters that not should move, that need youngster that youngsters that need a move. Yes this summer and yeah do you want to get a start of Bretton? i do i would i would absolutely <laughs> love to um i have to bring this guy up because every time he plays the u.s men's national team he's a handful um it makes literally no sense to me why he stays where he's at at real betis mm. um but i have to bring up diego linus um on the ball he's a he's a hell of a player uh he just doesn't play and i'm not sure what what is wrong mm-hmm. in that he had i believe it was only 440 minutes in la liga and copa del rey last year he had no goals no goals whatsoever he's 21 i think he just turned 22 actually mm-hmm. um and and when you watch him play for mexico you watch him play uh you know anytime he gets on the field mm-hmm. um he is fearless with the ball mm-hmm. so you're heading into a world cup year you would like to make the roster Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make sense that at the bare minimum, head back to Club America in Liga MX. Or even better, if you want to continue to troll the American footballing public, like myself, MLS. go to MLS. Mm. Go to MLS and play for Austin, right? Austin, Texas, right? Where a lot of Mexicans live. 
Go to Houston. Oh, wait, play with Hector Herrera if you'd like to. Probably wouldn't be able to get that done financially. I think Austin is the best place for him or an LAFC, Mm -hmm. right? But ultimately, Diego Linez has to make a move. And, And if he doesn't make it to the States, if he doesn't make it back to Mexico, go to the Eredivisie. Stop thinking your Ajax level. Stop thinking your PSV Eindhoven level. Take a move with here in Wien. Take a move with Utrecht. Take a move with um, Feyenoord. But yeah, find a place. Play every minute because I'm going to say it, you're wasting your talent. Mm. That's simple. And as much as I'd like to see Mexican players waste their talent, Mm -hmm. um, this kid is special in in many respects. And he's fun to watch. So Diego Linez is my number one you gotta move ASAP. And, and I, I, I said we said fire at the same time, and it's like Luis Chinas yeah. is there, Colombian mm-hmm. winger. So yeah. fire could take a risk with Diego Lainish. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. So yeah, for Mexico, great shout. And I, you said fire or two, or Kun Koksu, we mentioned in the last podcast, Sergio yes. Gomez and Koksu, two players, youngsters, quick shout. That need mm-hmm. a move. Sergio Gomez, Anderlecht, player of the season, at deserved yeah. totally. And Koksu, like the future of Turkey and the future of whoever gets him because he <laughs> is going to get a move too. I just wanted to shout them out. So, the yeah. player I really think needs 100% a move is Ricky Puig from Barcelona yeah. because Xavi isn't going to put you on the field in the same level as Gavi and Pedri. It ain't happening, uh, yeah. okay, Ricky Puig? So, I believe he should move out and go try find his luck somewhere else. I think the Ajax move in the past for Ricky Puig would have made a ton of sense, but, like, considering if... when Frankie yeah. went to Barca, like, Ricky Puig could have yeah. gone to Ajax the other way. And, like, he was getting a, 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 a bit of hype at that time, so... You know, I, I I think he's at this point where he believes he might be better than he actually is when it comes down to it. We've all seen the shape that the, the 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 talent that he exudes mm-hmm. uh, from time to time, but at at some point, it's like if Chavi would like to send you to Almeria, right, to a, a second league club or a newly promoted club in La Liga, like just take it, mm-hmm. take it, go and play, take it, go and play, and if it's not Ajax. Um, what about a, a club in Portugal, mm-hmm. right? W- yes. Why not him? Uh, Trincao did wonders on loan back at uh, at Braga. Mm-hmm. Why not go to a place like Braga or would a Benfica mm-hmm. take him in some I respects? I don't would, know. With Roger Schmidt, yeah. they'd like him. They'd like him. Yeah. I, either way, he's got to make a move. And mm-hmm. it's it's uh, here we have a saying, and you're going to have to bleep this out. It's it's uh, shit or get off the pot. Uh, time for Ricky Puig. If if he wants to play, mm-hmm. he's he's got to make the move and he's got to leave. And he's got to leave his, I guess it's a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's it not is. wanting to leave Barcelona. But yeah, you got to go. I think um, he's got so a that's, bunch of mates. Alex Colado. Gerard Pique yeah. I would even include. Because Pique oh. is rumoredly really f- good friends with all of the Barca youth. So, okay. Lincoln, I, I do believe he's comfortable at Barca. I agree with mm-hmm. you. I agree with you. And he, yeah. like, from a young age, Ricky Puig was known. Even before he even played for Barca's first team, there was already a bunch of hype on him. So, 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> OG. <laughs> yeah. He, he was. He was the OG of uh, – We I hyped him up at one time. I mean, I remember seeing him before he even made his debut and mm-hmm. thinking this kid is special uh, before we even – before Nico was even ready or Gavi or Pedri, before they were even close to being ready. Um, and uh, it just hasn't panned out. It's hard to believe he's 22. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's 16 still. Um, but if Chavi's telling you to leave, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean stay. Exactly. And if he continues to tell you to leave, it doesn't mean stay. This isn't reverse psychology, Ricky. Exactly. Get out of there. Go make your own somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. There are plenty of clubs, I think, um, that would like it. Wolves, mm-hmm. you know, why not go to Wolves? Why not go somewhere in the Premier? I don't know if he can mm-hmm. handle Premier League ball. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a great shout. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of comfort level, mm-hmm. I my next one, I'm going to have to say it. Same comfort zone situation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's convinced himself that if he plays the role, that he will not need to leave Stamford Bridge. But I believe it is time for Callum Hudson Adoy to leave life as a depth piece, right? Life as a chess piece is not going well for Callum Hudson Adoy. Um, we all know that he needs the day to day playtime, and I don't think he's good enough for Bayern. I don't think he's good enough for some of the clubs that he was uh, tied to in the past. I believe that if uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi really wants to get out of Dodge and he wants to leave Chelsea and he wants to leave the Premier League in general and he doesn't want to take a loan move to a championship club, Mm -hmm. why not contact a Bayer Leverkusen? You know, you've got a Bayer Leverkusen that has a Moussa Diaby that likely is wanted by a whole lot of teams right now. Yes. They could maybe do no wrong by bringing him in on loan with a uh, option of purchase. It's not the Bayern that you wanted previously, mm-hmm. but Bayer Leverkusen has a dynamic team. Mm-hmm. It has a team that is not afraid of playing attacking football first uh, and dealing with the consequences later. Mm-hmm. And also with giving great opportunities to young players. I think he could fit in at a Leverkusen. I haven't seen him tagged to Leverkusen at all mm-hmm. in the past. But Callum Hudson-Odoi, um, he needs to move. He needs to move, especially if he's going to represent Ghana uh, at the upcoming World Cup in December. So I, I don't know. You th- you feel the same way or do you think I'm off the mark here? I completely agree with you. And for Chelsea Good. fans, like seeing the rumors of Pulisic going and now you saying that mm. of Hudson-Odoi, which should be what he's thinking too, like at 22, I think. I'm not yeah. sure. Same age as yeah. Sancho and that golden generation of England. Hudson-Odoi. Need wants to be at the same level as Foden and Sancho, yeah. so I believe he deserves that move. And Leverkusen is a great shout, but my doubt is if he would want to go to Leverkusen. You know what I mean? So he right. obviously won Bayern Munich, but uh, I uh, he definitely but, uh, needs. I agree with you. Yeah, whether you sell CP10 or you sell Cho, <laughs> either way, you use the money to get Reese James paid. Well, that's all I care about. <laughs> Reese James staying is like should be a priority, definitely. With when be. Real Madrid is sniffing, sniffing, like knowing, like they they have interest on him, like in for Reese James, mm-hmm. like if there's mm-hmm. a comparison between Trent Alexander Arnold and Reese James, if Reese James is at Real Madrid, it's a yeah. huge like W for Reese James. Okay, massive. So, <laughs> so I. I put uh, 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 not a player that needs a move. Sorry, Bretton, on this one. 
but a, a youngster that I think is going to move. Okay, mm. not, but not okay. Uh, not needs, but he, I think he is gonna move. And it's the youngster that is destroying the streets at, 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 in Brazil. That is Hendrik. Okay, Did we all see the yeah. news about Hendrik, and I have to say now, I fully expect Hendrik for us to know this summer where he's gonna yeah. go. Okay, because Hendrik, okay, is the future of not just Brazil but Palmeiras too, winning the Copinha. The under-20 mm -hmm. tournament, Copinha, in Brazil, in extraordinary fashion, I hear, I see here. Seven games, mm -hmm. six goals, being the MVP at 15 for a forward, yeah. unbelievable. And then in the football, Montagu, which is the under-16 yeah. um, tournament worldwide uh, in France, he was the MVP too. And yeah. obviously, standout performances, what unbelievable goes to. So... Yeah. People, watch out. I'm not going to say ever since Neymar, he's the biggest name because that is yeah. enormous weight. But Hendrik mm. is certainly one of the biggest names coming out yeah. of Brazil in near future. So, and, it, yeah. and, and it's funny. There's really only one team that you could probably see him going to, <laughs> right? Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Uh, it's and it's it become sense. a destination. But City, yeah, I mean, City will want him too. They got Savinho, which... He's they played did. really it, well in Brazil right now, but I think he's gonna it. get a loan move to PSV too. But uh, yes, yeah, it's which I, I love. I love that idea. I absolutely am here for that idea. If they loan him to the ear Divisi, watch out. Mm -hmm. um, that's that Savinho move is very savvy mm -hmm. uh, by City, <laughs> and and I don't think they're done yet. I think they know that that this model actually will work, mm -hmm. uh, even if Savinho winds up never playing for True. Manchester City, he will make them money. Um, but Endrick, absolutely, that's a great shout, and it's it's ridiculous uh, how far his rise has come. He seems pretty humble about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you just you just hope it's not a Kierasin situation, and that it's more a uh, Vinicius Junior um, situation where uh, wherever he winds up, somebody's going to be um, understanding mm -hmm. uh, that this is a transition. But the kid wants it; it's mm -hmm. very clear. Yes. Um, so good, good shout. Well, I got one. Um, I got two more, mm -hmm. and uh, one of them you're not going to like, so I'll save that for the end. Uh, but this other one, I think this is a slam dunk, okay? Mm. It's a slam dunk for any team that's currently in the Premier League. Um, this kid, Dwight McNeil, okay? Oh, yes. we, we, he's not the flashiest of players. Yes. And yet, if you absolutely look at statistics, which I understand is not 100% correct on all things, it doesn't tell you what type of a player he is per se, but this kid was second in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Second in the Premier League in dribbles one. Okay. He is also second in the Premier League in most crosses, no set pieces, most crosses into the penalty area, completed crosses, so successful crosses there. Um, and, and you might uh, like the, uh, let's see, he is beating Salah in dribbles one. He's beating Zaha. He's beating Harry Kane. He's beating Rafinha in dribbles one. Okay, and then he's right neck and neck with Alexander Arnold in completed crosses. And factor in the fact that he's been doing this for a team that obviously has been relegated. Mm -hmm. He is one of the reasons why Burnley has stayed up mm -hmm. as long as they have stayed up. And he's still only 21, 22 years old. Dwight McNeil, if you're not looking at cut rate conversations in terms of great bargains mm -hmm. out there, Arsenal, even if it's as, as a depth piece, Mm -hmm. should be looking at Dwight McNeil. Hell, even Liverpool 
should be looking at Dwight McNeil. Newcastle should be looking at Dwight McNeil. And then factor in the ones where it really makes sense, like the Aston Villas and the Evertons. These are these are places where uh, Dwight McNeil could go in that he could start potentially um, and have an impact. But I see him as making one of those bolder moves to maybe an upper tier team um, as a depth piece and as somebody that could fill in uh, big time because he can play a number of roles. So Dwight McNeil from Burnley, um, if he doesn't move, then I have no clue what is wrong with the transfer system (laughs) because he's a screaming buy, an absolute screaming buy when it comes to this. So uh, Very underrated, Dwight McNeil and him and Cornette for Burnley carrying that season. And I fully believe that we might see him in the prep. We might see, but if he stays, it's out of passion, I'd say. Because Premier yeah. League teams, they'll be knocking with those stats. Second in triples. Unbelievable. Yes. That is crazy. Yeah. Dwight McNeil. Great shout. He needs a move. So, he does. my last shout is a Portuguese player, okay? No surprise. Oh. <laughs> that uh, I believe definitely needs a move and he will get it. And it's David Carmo center back oh. of Braga. Okay, people. I know Portugal, we have Ruben Dias, we have Pepe and Daniel that play with Fernand Sanch, but David uh-huh. Carmo is definitely one of the best young left back, uh, center backs in the world with a left foot. That's why I said the, uh, the left. He mm. is a, a very, very good with that left foot, and he's very tall too. And I've known in the past of the interest of Man United, okay? And this is true. Man United really were on for him before he got that ACL injury last season. But he looks he looks like he's ready now. And there's a reason yeah. why he got called up for Portugal, okay, with Fernand Sanch this summer. And David Carmo, he's there and he's there for a reason, people. So I expect mm. he's going to leave Braga for 20 to 25 million. And a centre-back leaving for that price, playing in the Portuguese national team. Come on, that is yeah. a bargain. Tall and with a left foot too. Get sign him up. Yeah. So Devi Carmo, I really feel he's gonna be, he's gonna move and he's gonna be one of the bargains of this summer. So random, random question: mm-hmm. If you're United and you are tied potentially to Carmo, or you're tied, I've seen uh, Gonzalo Inacio ah. as well. Uh, if you have to pick one of them, mm-hmm. one of them. Um, well, maybe, maybe what I'm asking is for, who has the higher ceiling? Who for, has the higher ceiling between the two? For Man United, I'm picking Inacio because Inacio okay. is an even more special passer. Gonzalo Inacio, for me, yeah. in terms of passing yeah. ability, he's next to Bastoni levels. Passing wow. ability, Gonzalo Inacio. With that left okay. foot, trust me, people are going to be shocked with Gonzalo Inacio. But David Carmo, for the mm. Prem, he does make more sense. But with Eric Ten Hag ball, I just believe that Gonzalo Inácio would be better. And Bruno Fernandes yeah. being there. But David Carmo, like Leicester, uh, Tottenham, like Arsenal, mm. like any team. Like the, not, it's Arsenal, not as much. But any team that needs a center back, they should be going for David Carmo. He's 23? 22, 22. 22, okay. All right. I forgot that he had had the ACL issue. That, mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, really so that makes it even more impressive that he has fought his way back to to his current level, which is, you know, tying him to uh, United and some other clubs. So that's mm-hmm. that's great. Well, I, I'm going to pick on another Portuguese player for my mm-hmm. last one. 
Um, I honestly thought you were going to say like a Nuna Tavares uh, for Arsenal. That's I not who I'm you. saying here. I warned yeah. you. Nuna Tavares just shit. You did. You did. And I feel like he's going to need a little more time, but that's not who I'm picking. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to agree with me on this. Um, I am going to say Fabio Silva. Hey, okay. I, I, yes, I think he needs to leave Wolves. Mm. If he's not playing already, okay, you had you had the injuries to their striker core last year. You had the the I know they don't play the same position, but you had Jota leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've had a lot of situations where you would think, hey, now is Fabio Silva time. Now is time to see him get it done. But he has zero goals, three assists, and a little over 800 minutes for Wolves this mm-hmm. last season. Okay. And yet he goes and he plays for Portugal's U21s recently. And he's him and Gonzalo Ramos are scoring goals left and right, albeit against pretty cruddy, you know, competition, but they're still scoring goals left and right. Fabio Silva looks every bit the part. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He looks like he he has a breakout season coming, mm-hmm. but it hasn't come yet. I have not been able to put exactly. um, a, a great destination for where he should go. Mm. But ultimately, I don't think if he's not getting consistent play time right now under Bruno Lage at Wolves, he needs to leave. Well, because think... it's not coming. Well, but it's not coming. Don't you reckon like physically he's trying to improve him even more? Like, try to get it, like, because physically I see huge changes with Fabio Silva. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think he's doing what he can do, but it's not getting him more playing time. Is it? Yeah, it is. You true. know, he's he's not even playing PL2. He's not even really playing Premier League 2 at all, which I feel like is way below his level. Like, he's obviously much better than mm-hmm. <laughs> Premier much League 2. Better. But better. but it, it feels to me like... Um, like I don't know he left early. like he left early and Bruno Lage doesn't exactly know how to use him but I get I well he used Felix well but with Fabio Silva it's not going well it is true yeah. and it's the expectations too that Fabio Silva had straight away 14 yeah, million. 40 million and like the, mm-hmm. the deal too was a bit you know what I mean so yes. Jimenez like injury a lot of weight put upon you I get yeah. you. Maybe he, maybe, maybe Wolves isn't the right place for Fabio Silva. I, I but where, where would be? Well, Bundesliga. going back to Liga, be win. I think Bundesliga Bundes- would be good for him. Like and seeing Andre Silva, Gonzalo Paciencia going to the Bundesliga and becoming much better players. I fully yeah. believe Fabio Silva would become an even greater player than those two that I mentioned previously. Frankfurt comes Silva, on again. Exactly, because yeah. Fabio Silva is one of the most special strikers i've ever seen at a youth age like legit he had a left foot a right foot a header iq mm-hmm. movement speed force he was so complete so young so mm-hmm. i i just i just hope man because yeah i'm leaning well, my chips on the physical like physically how he's looking different how he's seen yes. in the under 21s of portugal but yep. portugal you got jack jack uh, coming up enrique Araújo. Gosal Rems, yep. like even yep. the youngsters in the under 17, Dinis Rodrigues, Rodrigues Ribeiro, that has played for Sporting, so a ton of competition yeah. and the young strikers. So Fabio Silva has to start going bold as we expected. I agree. Yeah, with as, you. as a little side note there, as a little side note, 
every one of those players you just went straight Portuguese on, right? <laughs> yes. I I actually for the first time in sixty episodes, <laughs> I just I just understood every one of those ones you just said, and I am <laughs> I'm I'm a pet myself on the back because you said Rodrigo Ribeiro. But you said it very, very Portuguese. Um, But man, I'm getting it. Hey, guys, I can translate. I can translate for whoever needs a translator here. No, sorry. Uh, But hey, we hope we I want to see the best for Fabio Silva. I just don't know if it's at Wolves. I don't know if it's at Wolves. And and honestly, if last season with him and as dealing with his concussion issues, dealing with all that craziness, if he can't get the playing time now, I just don't see it in the future. Um, so I don't know the right destination. So anyone that's listening, we know how big of a talent he is. I want to know what you think, where he should wind up and where any of these guys should wind up, especially Hudson Adoy, because I just feel like that one, you're right. If they sell Pulisic, he might get more time, Mm -hmm. but I, I I really don't think he's, I don't think Christian's going to be leaving Chelsea, even if he should. ZH2, ZH2 can leave Chelsea. So it's like Pulisic, Hudson Adoy and ZH. Three players mm. with the same kind of role that can leave Chelsea. So yes, if yeah. tell us your youngster that needs to move in the comment section down below and tell us why he needs that move and like link a club for Fabio Silva. Yeah, we need yeah. to know who should get Fabio Silva. But if you're listening mm. until now, do not forget to like this video. Episode 60, people. We went bold and thank you. Thank you for supporting FC Wonder Kid and our weekly yes. podcast that we try always to go bold on a weekly basis, people. Thank you for listening to our episode 60 and thank you for going bold, community.